sure. Well, good morning. Good morning. Oh, Jesus, good morning, Lord. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. It's the Wednesday before Easter. And it is a pleasure to rise this early. I was trying to figure out was it cold outside because there's a chill in here. But it's almost 70 degrees. But yet it's still chilly. That's what they said. I just went to the door and it didn't feel like that to me. I just went to the door. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It told me it's 66 degrees outside. That's what chilly. I heard, but um, over here it's not that. <laughs> and, and they told me, according to my faithful clock up there, that it's 73 degrees in here. Oh, but yeah. Feel, but it don't feel like that either. So, you know. It's doorknob is still cold. Mm-hmm. But, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And the fro has a matching feeling. Sure does. Ooh, yeah. Uh, nonetheless, it's still a wonderful opportunity to be with you all this morning and to, to chat and to uh, celebrate, to focus our attention on the greatest moments or one of the greatest moments in our faith we will do that momentarily but this morning I asked to consider various thoughts and concerns in your 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 prayers I'm sure you have your own uh, concerns and intentions uh, but uh while you're on that journey, I ask you to, to pray for our leaders. I want to I want to share something with you this morning. Uh, I had an event some time ago, and uh, one of the civic leaders or civic representatives I like to call I don't like to call them leaders. Uh, I'll explain that somewhere else if you need a further explanation. But they came over and they discussed, uh, you know, some things, their intentions, what have you. And they asked for individual commentary or thoughts and concerns. And the people gave them. And that particular civic person said, well, I'm going to uh, call you and we'll figure out next steps. And so they did. It took them some time because, you know, it's a big city. But they eventually got around to making those phone calls. And the civic leader or representative told me, well, I made those calls. So I decided to follow up on the back of that civic person and check in with you know my friends who showed up at the event and I asked one of them I said how how are you feeling I heard you got a call is everything all right and they began to explain yeah things are going good as well you know she told me this that 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 
It was one of those basic politician messages, you know, I don't think nothing of it. And I hung up the phone. And after it was over, uh, I hung up the phone, as I said, and moved on. And about two days later, or later from, yes, two days from now, Monday. Yes, that's right. Forgive me. You know I don't do good with dates and time. I opened my email. And the answer to that person's request was in my email. So I called and I said, this is the answer to your request. And the person gasped. The moral of this story is that that political representative who carried the burden that most politicians carry was just eliminated. But that also brings me to the other question. It was devastating or more angering that this political representative who happened to serve the other side of town was requested for assistance because those representatives who are supposed to serve this side of town seemingly did not want to give anybody the time of day. And so I asked that you would keep in your prayers not only good civic people to be placed within our communities and in our city halls, but that our citizens people like you and me will continue to have faith that they are somebody that they deserve better and that they would not become angry and beat up and downtrodden because the current crop of people are just seemingly not worth anyone's time keep that in prayer keep our schools in prayers they are I know we say that kind of loosely because that seems to be everybody's concern but around these parts that is the concern keep the people who are being displaced in your prayers I rode down church street today and it's it looks like it did back in 1928. Flat land. All of Todd Water Gardens is gone. All of the institutions that many of our forefathers labored to construct just saying. There's a lot of depression going on in this town. To keep all those people in your thoughts and your prayers. And finally, keep the great man. I say that not necessarily promoting the man, but the office. Uh, that A, and I will say this on this public forum, that A, he defines his way or 
to doing what is right or he finds the exit. As many people are frustrated with his decisions and his intentions. So all those things that I have for you to keep in your prayers that are probably frustrating you anyway. And you can do that while you present whatever you have in your mind. My dear grandmother will pray for us. Then Mama Bell will play. And then we will move forward. Most holy and all wise Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We thank you for this beautiful day that that you watched over us all night and woke us up that we may start out another beautiful day. And as we go forth this day, God, we ask you to go before us as leading lambs. And behind us is God and protecting angels. God, keep your hands upon us. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to lift our eyes to the hills of which cometh our health and strength. Help us to know that all power is in your hand. God, as we come this morning, you heard the request, and we lifting up your people before you. And we ask of you today, God, to intercede in our hearts. Help us to realize, God, that all people are not bad because your people are good. And help us to be encouraged. Help us to speak kind words. Help us, oh God, to lift up one another and rejoice and to praise you knowing that you're able to work out every situation. We put it all in your hands today, God. You know all about the buildings. You know about the situation. But, God, we say thank you because, God, we know that you will work it all out for our good. We just praise you this morning, God. We love you, God. And we just say thank you. We thank you, God, because you care so much for us. Look on our pastor this morning. Will you encourage his heart? Keep him encouraged. Keep him looking to you for whence cometh his health and strength. Keep him, oh God, being standing tall, being a bold soldier for you. Working out, letting things work out. Give him favor with man and with God. God, we ask you to crown him with your wisdom and your knowledge. Thank you this morning, God. We praise you. We love you. And we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen.
Lead me to Calvary. There is a tremendous amount to try to pack into one particular day. It best or makes me understand why in various sectors of the faith, at least around this moment in time, there are more events that are added. Because each day between Palm Sunday and Easter has a significant meaning from the Last Supper, which takes place uh, technically on tomorrow. It's a Good Friday uh, to the moment where the preparations were made for that particular supper, which most would argue was somewhere around today or late evening today, early tomorrow. It's a lot of business going on. There were some last-minute conversations. As you know, Sunday he rode into Jerusalem and somewhere between today and uh, Thursday, or somewhere between, excuse me, Sunday and Thursday, there were some last-minute you know, discussions and uh, greetings of the people. All that makes sense in the calendar. But the thing that fascinates me the most is what must have gone through this individual's mind. Most, I believe, in Christendom or in religion, I don't really know. uh, I kind of got into that train of thought and then I decided to backtrack because I don't know if it's fair to say most people. I don't know most people. But for me, I believe it was very easy to not think about the good Jesus, the good man we call Jesus, in human form. He was fully God and fully man, and so there was that that human side of him that exists. And sometimes it's easy to miss that that there was brains up there, there was emotions, there was feelings. You had a gentleman who suffered from rejection, from realizing that his friends, even though they were constantly near him, totally did not get him. How do you worked with somebody for four years nearly, three to four argumentable. Somebody will definitely question you on that. Side note, they question you on anything in the Bible, but that's neither here nor there. But how do you work with somebody for a long period of time? They watched them raise dead folk. 
They watched him open the eyes of blind folks. They watched him tend to the sick folk. They watched him forgive the sinful folk. And yet they still had no idea what was going on. Just recently, before this moment, they watched as his friend, the one that he truly loved, they watched the emotion pour out of him as he entered back into the city where he knew he was destined to die. He knew his reasons. There was a reason why he was nowhere near Bethany. And yet they watched him return to the scene of the crime, if you will, because his friends and his family needed him. And they still were clueless. As a matter of fact, the only reason, as the scripture tells us, you could definitely read this there in black and white, the only reason why the 12 returned to Bethany with them is because, A, they just felt like they were going to die too. They didn't see the significance of it. They didn't see the overarching plan. How do you work with these people? The other thing that I get from that message is that it's very easy to forgive people who carry the gospel. You can't take preachers too seriously because here were 12 of them right here who were clueless. So why do you get mad at the preachers around you who don't know what they're doing? The 12 that walked with them were clueless. How forgiven heart. Then the final piece to this puzzle, at least in this moment of time that we have together, there's other pieces to that, but I'll only reserve my remarks to this piece right here, or conclude my remarks, say. This moment where even though these people did not understand it, He comes and he has a dinner. Now, most argue why every time you have a church service do you need to have a repast. And and I thought about that very quickly. One of the greatest moments of friendship, one of the greatest signs of saying is to sit around the table and converse over a meal societally. The best way to ensure your relationship, to ensure your loyalty, to ensure your agreement is to feel it over a meal. And so he had this opportunity 
to take his fine friends up to this room and seal his love for them there. And then he said, you know, when you do this, you do this to remember me. Now, most folks look at that very religiously. I, I, I have a problem with religion because it is easy to get wrapped up in the traditions of these moments. That's one of the reasons why I hate communion every month because it becomes ritualistic. It becomes very formality. Unless you're Catholic, because they, those fine folks believe that the, the end all be all is around that, that bottle of juice and that wonderful cracker, and so, for us, it's just thrown in. At the end of a service, it's passed around, and the choir probably takes three minutes to sing the song because that's how long it takes to distribute it. And then you say two, three words, and down goes the juice, and down goes the bread, and then we walked upon our merry way. But this was not just something to do for the Savior. It was also something to do with each other. He said, as often as you come together, As often as you gather, save a spot for me. Come love each other. Come mingle with each other. Come care for each other. But save a spot for me. And so this morning, as you partake in your moment of Eucharist, I ask you to, A, remember your Savior, but B, remember your friends, those who struggle on the battlefields of life with you, those who carry the cross of life with you. We're all bound for the promised land. Oh, will you come and go with me? We are bound for the promised land. There's struggles on this journey to glory land. And so would you take a moment as you partake in your elements, however you choose to do that. First, would you take a moment to have a personal confession? I said the Catholics and the Episcopals, I believe, got that right because there's no way that the preacher can sit and discuss what your confessions are. That's your business. I don't know what you did wrong. I can tell you what I feel like you did wrong, but maybe what I feel like you did wrong is not necessarily wrong. But you 
are very aware of your own issues and challenges. And so quietly you sit and you pray for yourself. And then you partake of those elements in your way, remembering and praying and feeling however you believe you need to. We'll give you time to do that, to have your personal prayer. If you're not able to consume any type of elements at this moment. Maybe you just need some quiet prayer time. Then after that is concluded, I believe Brother Dennis has returned and he will, if he wishes to give his remarks and then closes. way to start the celebration of Easter, the celebration of the resurrection, where we take part in a little in this communion. Also would like to take this time to thank thank you all for your love, your prayers, for my past trials and my family this past weekend and this time it was a great blessing to know that you were there uplifting me. Uh, is uh, I ministered to my daughter and her family and, her, and my uh, grandson and his friends and the things that uh, they were working through the issues. But uh, to know that y'all were back here praying, it uh, definitely uh, gave me the strength and, and to, to go on. But uh, And I can't express enough uh, what, what that all meant to my family. Um, so as we enter Easter season, let us prepare ourselves. Let us prepare our own minds and our, our bodies. Uh, like Eric said, you know, we don't know what's going on with you personally. Uh, sometimes we, we have a lot of things that go on. Uh, we don't know what our, our own sins are sometimes. Sometimes we just have to ask God to point them out to us, maybe to remind us. You know, sometimes we hide things deep in the corner of our own, uh, our own thoughts, our own spirits, and sometimes we just need to bring them out, take them out, get the cobwebs off, and say, Lord, look, I've been hiding this long enough. 
I need to turn over to you. <clears throat> what a better time. There's no better time to do it than this coming season of Easter. So as we prepare for Sunday, we prepare for the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and the Savior. Let us keep that in mind. Let's bear our soul. Let us tell him what we need to talk to him about. Nobody knows, but we know. God knows what's in our hearts. Let's tell him what's in our hearts. Let's tell him what we what we need to talk to him about. But most of all, let's celebrate. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you that we could come to you midweek, that we could celebrate the Eucharist, we could celebrate the, your son and what he told us to do. We just ask you to continue to watch over us and bless us and just wrap your loving arms around us. We thank you. Thank you for giving us life. Thank you for giving us eternal life. And most of all, thank you for your son. Be with us, guide us, prepare us. Maybe ask some friends to come join us this Sunday. Join us to hear the good news, the good news of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless. Have a great rest of the week.